welcome to Tell the Damn Story, the podcast that celebrates the trials and tribulations, challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully, along the way, helps you decide how you want to tell your damn story. Today, we are going to speak about Wonder Woman 1984, Jingle Jangle and Souls, as well as waving a happy goodbye to 2020 and a modest welcome to 2021 and what we're hoping for down the road. And who was doing that? Well, first is going to be me, Chris Ryan. I'm a former journalist and longtime teacher uh, that has uh, an independent author turned professional, official, legit author just this year. And and, and I'm going down low today. I'm being humble today. And who is with me? Well, it's the legendary comic book scribing, iconic teenage detectives writing, great underused character developing, and globe-trotting creator of the world-renowned Aaron Blackjack Day, the African-American soldier of fortune set in the 1930s whose adventures reflect today's problems. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, that could only be one man. That's the one, the only, the legendary, the iconic, the holiday-smelling Alex Simmons. (laughs) Wait a minute, did you say the holiday smelling? Yes, you smell like mistletoe. Look at you. (laughs) I took a shower Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good smell, that holiday smell. Candy canes and pine and wishes and and sugar plums. What is this? Plus, he popped popped the collar, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe he popped it in honor of Wonder Woman 1984. We'll see. Yeah. So how's the holidays, man? The holidays have been fine. Today is the 28th. We do have a few more days left of this year, and the holidays were great. Um, Family time, mostly. Uh, Friends came to visit. Safely, everybody. Safely. We did the test. And so this is a person we haven't seen in seven years, and they're spending their holiday with us, and it's great. Um, and we watched movies and things, which we'll talk about. We played yeah. sport games and things around oh, cool. the state. Yep, the dogs howled, wind howled, everything howled for about two days there. Oh, yeah, man. But we were all, you know, uh, thankful. We were thankful that we were all in a safe, quiet, warm place. So uh, the holidays have been great, good food. And here we are. Here we are. You and I, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Yes, there was that. Here we are as in olden days. Yeah, okay. We We got a little bit of white Christmas early. And then in time of Christmas Eve, we got the rain and the wind. And it, ooh, man. Yeah. Sounded like a Bob Dylan song out there. It was was (laughs) howling out there. I've seen films that didn't sound as bad as this one did. Yeah, we got a we got a couple of branches knocked down, but none like you know in the summer we got one put right through the roof. So yes. thank God, small blessing. There are a couple of uh thinner ones uh all on top of uh uh Tyler's car. So I was like, hey, hey oh. Well, oh 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 was it damaged or just nah, nah, no? nah. These, okay. these uh these branches were ready to shatter no what what do they hit? You know they, <laughs> Okay. So yeah, Tyler wasn't yeah. crying over the holiday. They would they would have broke if a guy if they bumped into a compliment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh jeez. <So. laughs> he searched for that one, folks, and there it is. Okay. There it is. Let's go. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, coming up until. Oh wait a minute! How was your holiday? Uh, but did you have fun during the holiday too? We had a lot of fun. Uh, by okay. the time we woke up, the wind was. Uh, by the time I woke up, the wind was just going down. By the time we woke up. Uh, well, you know, I get up earlier than everyone else, but, um, and then, uh, kind of quiet, you know, we're all grownups now, so that the vibe is, uh, a little more thankful and a little less, uh, dream and leave the cookies out for Santa type thing, you know? Um, so it was a nice, it was really, it was really, um, it was the first Christmas everybody was, uh, thoughtful towards each other, which was beautiful. Mm. Uh, you know, and that's that's really nice. And then we did a, a family watching of uh, Wonder Woman '84. Ah, and, ah, and uh, you know, I think we're supposed to be talking about that today. We are we? supposed to talk about it. I requested that we talk about it. Uh, we're not going to hit too many spoilers. Everybody and their mother is busy doing that. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to speak in defense of uh, Wonder Woman '84, if uh, you don't mind. No, I don't. But let me let me just do one thing because you did it before we went on. So we're going to talk about Wonder Woman '84. Absolutely. What else are we going to be talking about today? Uh, uh, 
you're going to talk about Jingle Jangle and Souls, which yeah. I haven't seen. Yet. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right? And then we're going to deal with uh, time. Time, yeah. Specifically, bye bye 2020. Yeah. Hello 2021. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I tell you, uh, 2021 um, is going to have a warmer welcome than, I don't know, most other years in my entire life. Uh, from, I mean, from, it, from your culturally, point. culturally, not just me personally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone who's going to say, oh, man, maybe a couple of people on Wall Street. That's it. Uh, you know, they're, they're cashing in this year. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's not anyone that I know that has said, oh, this was one of my favorite years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's not going to go down in the memory books. Yeah. A... <laughs> so we have a lot to cover today, actually. So, um, so let's talk about Wonder Woman. Go back to, um, yes. The knock on Wonder Woman is twofold. Um, well, one big is that it doesn't hold up to the first one. I, I think that's, that's not, you know, that's not a fair assumption, you know. That's not. Uh, you can never do that, you know. We were so shocked that it existed, and that it existed as well as it did. And and going in, the naysayers had plenty to say nay to. You know, World War One. That's not the fun war. No Nazis and all that stupid. How are they going to make this work, right? And then there was a lot of wonder for Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was you know a yeah. beautiful triumph. It made a billion dollars or whatever the hell it made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this one, <laughs> I don't know what they were expecting, right? You no, know, they expecting to be surprised that one woman existed again. She's been in how many movies since then? Yeah, yeah. Right? right. So that's not that experience couldn't possibly happen. And this movie was supposed to come out uh, May uh, Memorial Day weekend or right around the Fourth of July. One of the um, so it's been delayed and been delayed and talked about and talked about. And, you know, when you start talking about all that, the, the expectations go. Yeah. So I, I dismissed all that and watched it. And I just wanted to see what Patty Jenkins and the cast and crew and, and, you know, everybody involved, what they wanted to say. And in defense of Wonder Woman 84, I think they say amazing things exceptionally well. Mm. I mean, they tell a story um, that, yes, it was slightly reflective of 1984. I expected uh, a fuller 1980s soundtrack, but mm, there's only really one. Um, but then again, Wonder Woman's she's not listening to the Pop 40, so, you know. <laughs> um, but that was a time where people professed limitlessness. Remember in 1987, Wall Street, this was, Sean did some research for me. Uh, that was when Wall Street came out. So the vibe, you know, the vibe always precedes the movie. The vibe on Wall Street was greed is good. You know, get as much as you can. Um, Any way you can. Yeah, the clubs, you know, maybe people don't remember, but the clubs were like, you know, hedonistic, you know, and lots of cocaine going around and Everybody had sex with everybody until AIDS showed up around 86 and said, yo, party is over, you know? Yeah. And then cocaine was uh, 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 exchanged for crack and entire neighborhoods got decimated in the late 80s. But before that, it was party and no limit and no, you know, and... There was that wake-up call in the late 80s. I was a reporter in those days. I covered the crack war. I remember covering meetings where, you know, people didn't even know what to call it AIDS yet, you know? And then when they found out it was AIDS, you know, to go to certain neighborhoods, and, and they were ethnic neighborhoods, and they were like, oh, men don't have that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, hold different, you know? So here. it was a real... Just wait a minute. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it was that last... You know, the, the 84 was when things were just, it was, in fact, limitless. That's in defense of the time they chose. But here's what I was really impressed with. That movie is actually about the last 12 years. The last 12 years where expectations got completely unrealistic. Mm. And... 
the truth was forgotten and the value of truth and the necessity of truth, the absolute need to not prostitute the truth for your own selfish gains, whether it be a 24-hour news service, uh, any one of them that is trying to sell ad time, or top politicians. And you take your pick. Um, this is a really, really current movie. And I think if you watch it, you know, the... the, the, the um, what, what did uh, Hitchcock call it? The MacGuffin in this movie, right? It's about wish fulfillment. And about anything you want to be true can be true. And you think about that in terms of fake news, in terms of, you know, marketing shit that's not good for you, you know? And, and that's really that's, the last 12 years we've been marketing. starting to find all that out, right? Yeah. And yeah. the wake-up call, and the devastation that not paying attention to the truth and not following the science, not being actual and honest with ourselves causes worldwide devastation. And you see it in the movie and you understand what they're saying. And having made all those statements, this movie is bright and hopeful and loving and honors individual dignity and individual embracing of truth. So, so let me, we let need me ask, that right now. We let me ask it. this. Let me ask you this, because um, I, I love what you're saying. I have not seen the movie. I do yeah. know a friend of mine in particular, a lovely woman, uh, had a Wonder Woman 1984 party, online party. Hey. She, she hooked it up. She figured out how to hook it up. Mm-hmm. And got all just like a watch party. Got all these people on board to watch the movie. So I have not heard from her. She's one of our fans, by the way. I've not heard from her, but um, I definitely want to pick that up, and I'll, I'll maybe drop it in somewhere uh, on our page in Facebook as to what the reaction was from their end. But I want to say this: um, everything you said resonates with me. You know, I lived through the '80s, blah 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 blah, and I and I, you and I have always talked about hope and the importance of and the importance of truth, especially, you know, where, where society, where, where community, where people are concerned, where the well-being of all is concerned. Truth is, is essential. And I agree with you that we've been selling it, throwing it out, uh, losing belief in the value of it for at least two decades. What I'm wondering about is who do you feel this movie is really for? Because you talked about a lot of the slamming it's taking. Who do you feel is getting what you're getting from this? You know, beautifully, I think this movie is on one level, including the post-credit scene, on one level, aimed right at our hearts. My age group, your age group. Okay? That covers about a century, everybody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then on another level, I think it's for the 40-somethings and 30-somethings who um, are going through a little more struggle than maybe you and I, you know, because we're a little more settled in our ways than they may be. You know, they may be still on the hustle, you know. and then this is definitely for the 20-somethings who want and believe they have a right to, just like every set of 20-somethings ever felt. And then it's for the kids. And it is aimed, when you see it, you will see there are more kids in this movie than in any superhero movie ever made. Mm. And they are used beautifully. And, you know... People are, try, are trying to pick that apart and all that sort of stuff, and you know what? You can you can do that with any movie. You and I could sit and watch Casablanca and pick apart little nuances that may not be perfect. Mm. You know what? I have no use for that. You know? Oh, it's not. It's not perfect because of this thing or because I expected that thing. 
I don't know why people go to any kind of entertainment looking for faults. I don't understand that. You know, what I want is a good story well told. And I had the uh, the honor of sitting next to the goddess. Ah, yes. And 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 my sons and one of their significant others and everyone in that room loved it for a different reason. And what's the age range? Uh, from 24 to 60. Yeah. Run, 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 run. Every single one of them. Even the dog was paying attention. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> um, she coming yeah, to... So <laughs> it's okay. beautiful. It's beautiful. And also, they managed to do to make two very corny things work Mm. spoilers if you haven't seen the trailer yet i don't know what planet you're on but cheater is in the movie and it would be really really easy to screw that character up and be corny they they did an excellent job with it and um spoiler number two invisible jet Ah. Absolutely. If you had asked me before, I absolutely would have said that will throw you out of the movie. And it's thinking. It's just good storytelling thinking. So the MacGuffin, it's a metaphor. And I think it's a metaphor for what we've been seeing like the last, you said last two decades. I'll go with that. It is definitely a metaphor. Metaphor for the 80s and metaphor the last two years, uh, two, two decades if you see it that way, I think you forgive a lot more and realize how special this movie is. They did a great, great job on so many levels. If you haven't seen it, seen it. If if you want to argue, well, you you know, send your your cards and letters, folks. Uh, the the address Alex Simmons. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking so- of Alex Simmons, Alex, I hear that you watched both Jingle Jangle and Souls. Haven't yes. seen neither. I am listening intently. Yeah. Um, well, let's put it this way. Um, this has been this year has been so interesting in so many ways. And you and I on a couple of other episodes talked about inclusion and diversity and exclusion where storytelling is concerned. Yes. Uh, who should be telling what to whom? Who the who, who's the audience for any of this? You know, blah 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 blah. And I I remember the great Dwayne McDuffie. Once was was speaking about uh, inclusion and diversity, and he said, "I'm the six foot. I, I may not get the quote exactly right, but he says I'm the six foot three guy standing in the line to see James Bond." And he spoke about how black folks have gone to see movies that are predominantly about white folks by white folks, normally with only white folks, forever. And then you know, over the years, that started to shift a little bit, where some of us popped up here and there. But he talked about how we could go and embrace stories that did not reflect us at all, you know, in terms of we were invisible. We weren't there in the world, but we could go and we could get something from that. I feel that both Jingle Jangle and Soul did exactly that from the flip side. I think that both these movies, and I will speak about them in a moment, both of these movies are really for everybody. Mm-hmm. Eat including, or, or, or the obvious being, that they're both stories about black characters. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, it's one is knee-deep in black folks, and it's great you're, to see. Um, your, god, your godson saw soul last night. Ah! And he came down very quietly and said, uh, clear your appointments for tomorrow night, meaning tonight. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Because you two are watching soul. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I won't. I won't do any spoilers, but I will say, let's start with with Jingle Jangle. Uh, if you're totally into a bowl, I mean, a giant table-sized bowl of eye candy, that is Jingle Jangle. It is beautiful to look at, and it has all the colors of the rainbow, magnificently uh, coordinated and composed within this image. There were. There were patterns that should not have worked together that worked beautifully together. There were sets that were gorgeous to see. 
Um, I mean, it's just the talent, the dancing talent, the acting talent in the movie, it's all there. And I would say um, if there's anything, there were a couple of scenes here and there that, you know, hit one way or the other. I watched it with, uh, with my family, and we all had certain reactions at certain moments. So there were certain things we went, ooh. But overall, it was eye candy. It was amazing. And I have to appreciate uh, being years old. Uh, I have to appreciate the multiple tropes. Yes, exactly. The multiple <laughs> tropes that this movie managed to hit. Bing, 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 bing. Because you could sit there and you go, oh, my God, that's from him. This is from him. And, and just kept right on going. Um, they played a uh, paid homage to a number of Disney-type tropes that we're all familiar with, even though it was not a Disney movie. They played, paid homage to some uh, folklore. They paid homage to some of the popular holiday themes and things that we, we love. Um, Forrest Whitaker, you know, I've watched this man play uh, a gay soldier. I've watched this man play a victim in a horrific situation in a foreign country. I've watched this man play a butler at the White House, and I now watch this man play, like, the, the most fun, remarkable, and sympathetic toy maker on the planet, cool. you know, who gets kicked in the side by a giant steel boot and, and has to try and find his way back, and it damages family and everything. This, the movie theme and storyline covered so much, and I think... I will point out two things that I think people should do while watching this, especially if you're watching it with family, is watch it with family for the fun and the enjoyment and the banter that's going to go back and forth among the members of your family, and then watch it by yourself. Because there's actually lines in there, little lines, little remarks, little things that are being said that you will not hear because everybody will be talking and reacting to things. That's happened when I was watching with my folks, my, my gang. But there's so much there that they attempted to do so much there that they succeeded in doing that it's well worth the time. And I truly hope for a thousand and one reasons that it is overall successful, whether you find flaws with it or not, that it's overall successful because I don't want it to go the way of other films where um, the, the fabric was predominantly black. I don't want it to go the way of Red Tails. I want it to go the way of Black Panther. I want... Yeah thousands upon millions of people to enjoy it enough so that more tales like this can be told and everyone can enjoy it together. That is what I'm hoping for. I love a movie that you can, that rewards uh, repeat viewings and both of the movies we've talked about so far sound like they do. And now you're going to go for movie number three, if I understand. No, no, yeah, movie number three is so and I can't help but hear Don Cornelius <laughs> from Soul Train every time I say it. Yeah. But it's not that. It's not that. This is um, this is a story. This is a human story. And yes, it's told with ones and zeros, meaning CGI. And yes, there's uh, a black lead, and there are several other black supporting characters in it, and all of that. But it's about family. It's about finding out how you fit in the world. It's about being afraid you don't. It's about following your dream and giving up on it and then maybe finding it again. It's about being lost in the world and trying to determine you know, whether or not you should even try to stay or should you leave. You know, it, There's so much in there that's about the human condition as seen through two characters in particular. And we all sat and, and watched this. And again, the age range is from the early 20s to my age, which is 60s, plural. And we all got so much out of it. We watched, we laughed, we, we were quiet at certain moments. There's zany nutty stuff going on. There's amazing visuals. Um, there's funny characters that you can identify with, and there's certain characters you can feel sympathy for or empathy for. So I think both of these films were well thought out. 
I think that they got extremely talented people to work on him. I think that the stories are universal, uh, no matter what anybody may or may not say. It's a universal story. I think that families should watch them both. And I feel that, again, uh, I really hope that it, they, they are both successful um, sufficiently that more stories like this can be told. Because ultimately, folks, for all of you who do not know me, uh, I'm all about inclusivity. I'm all about all of us being able to enjoy the works of many others and not just feel that our stories can only be told exclusively through one lens, that we only identify with one group, that we can only respect one religion. Yeah, that's, it's a waste of energy and the precious little time we have on this planet. And if 2020 has taught us nothing else, time and life is precious. And it yes. can be snuffed out at any moment. And you should not be spending any time being a fool. Just shouldn't. So, hurrah for both of you. Know. All I know is uh, um, I'll be watching that. I'll be watching Soul tonight. Um, we had interest of it. But, you know, he's a big Wonder Woman fan, so we put that first. Tyler put Soul. He, you know, he, his girlfriend hadn't seen either of those movies. So it was a double feature last night. Mm. He, and they put Soul first. And uh, he took a break and came down and Put that on pause for a minute. We had pause. <laughs> we were watching, and it's uh, it what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. had signed us soul for tonight, which is fine. You know, I don't want to have the heart to tell him I was already planning it, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I, I I love I love that um, there's an opportunity to hear stories, and they are stories. Mm-hmm. You know, no one is uh, saying Soul, the new black story, or Wonder Woman, the new girls story. Tell stories. Yeah, it's one of the ways that we build bridges. It's one of the ways we respect each other. It's one of the ways we can learn to live together. You know, so let's celebrate these movies. Yep. yep. Jingle Jangle just sounds like a whole hell lot of fun. Yeah, like I said, there's some moments in there, but overall, I'm glad they made it, and I really hope it succeeds. Cool. Now, they may have been fun, but 2020, (laughs) that was an entirely different damn story. Yeah. 2020 took six years. So, you know, (laughs) I, I am much older than I was at this time in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 think, I took a bullet I, I or two. I think everybody myself. feels that way around the globe. I'm sorry. No, I was saying, yeah, I took a bullet or two myself this adventure. Yeah, yeah. I suddenly realized, yeah, a couple of times this year. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <clears throat> Go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, we're watching 2020 leave. This is the 27th. So we only got a few more days left. Yeah. Yeah, right. Here's your, <laughs> what's your hurry, right? You know. Uh, what's it like for you watching this year kicking and screaming as it goes on down the road? Well, you know, it's so strange because uh, personally, it was a very productive time. I, I reached a mile, a, a tiny little milestone, you know. What do you consider? It, why do you consider well, tiny? Well, I, I was I was professionally published again after having not been you know been only independent for ten years or so, um, but COVID limited the impact of that. You know, um, I would have been out in California at uh, Buchcon as one of the people in the anthology, and I would have been you know shaking a lot more hands and maybe on a panel, and you know I would have got to sign. Imagine, imagine being able to sign, um, you know, in the same room as the other people who are in that anthology. Like Joe R. Lansdale. And... Well, Joe is not in that anthology, but Walter Mosley is. Ah, uh, oh, Walt. yeah, Walter. Has, excuse me, Mister Mosley has been one of my uh, uh, just heroes for being since Devil in the Blue Dress, you know. Yeah. And, 
Uh, we were talking before the show that, you know, I had pushed one of my uh, editor friends to read uh, Walter. And uh, uh, I mean, so he's I got a table full of uh, uh, books to read it. And if you don't like it, I owe you dinner or whatever. I, whatever. Right. I did. And uh, he started anytime Mosley came out, he, he uh, reviewed it for um, Library Journal. He was there at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time at one of these big book cons that was Mosley, you know, signing for his new book. And this guy's got his, you know, his badge on with his name. So oh, this guy's got things. I got to sign, uh, sign it. He goes, no, no. You got to sign it to Chris. He's the guy who made me uh, read you first. And I got a very nice little note from Mr. Mosley. But, uh, here, here. And I've learned a lot from him. I've, uh, I've developed my ear further uh, for dialogue. Um, learned about subtle, subtle ways to um, put ethnicity and, and uh, region in without hammering people over the head. You know, I've mm-hmm. said this before, but you know, he'll do just the word can't. C-A-N apostrophe T. And he'll, he'll spell it C-A-I-N apostrophe T can't. And just that little that little sound will give you the region where these people come from, you know, mm-hmm. these particular characters. And that's much more subtle than I had been before I had experienced that. And uh, I'm still learning every time. And a matter of fact, he has a master class, and I'm going to be yes, I was going to yes, class. Looking forward to learning more. <laughs> who, who wouldn't take that? Yeah, that's right. So uh, yeah, go and take that class. But you know, so I would have. It could have been. All of all that, but it was all this perfect for 2020. But you know, got me off the schnai as it was, got the monkey off my back, that kind of thing. Now okay, it's there. I, I have to smack you. Uh, for one, but it's you know, very you know, more than anybody, Alex. I'll do you this. You know that over the years, I, I will developed... do this very quickly. You can keep talking all you want, but I'm sorry, Chris. This is not a, a tiny milestone. You have you have accomplished something that you set out to do at the beginning of this year, and I'm saying I say this to my students. I'm now saying it to one of my dearest friends. What you did was you set a goal, you worked your butt off to get there, and you accomplished it. It is right. not a mic- microscopic achievement. No, it's no, it's not. Achievement. That, you, folks, you just you just heard me, and you didn't read you didn't read the intro that that wonderful person Maureen wrote for you because it might you know reminded you how wonderful you are. So there you go. Okay, I'll stop. All right, All right. and I'm just putting it in the perspective of COVID of what 2020 was. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Give it a was, COVID, it's a big. It was a big thing. Yes, it's a big thing, and I hope that uh, when. Um, the, the book formerly known as City of Woe, now newly done and just absolutely rocking. Everybody pays. Um, That's a new Mallory title. Gunner, Mallory and Gunner Mystery. When that gets sold and uh, gets published, uh, yeah, that's going to be a, a you know next bigger one. And there's a couple other pieces I put out, and I expect them to come out. Um, matter of fact, we did some stuff together that uh, we recently got in touch with uh, uh, the editor of that. He said, early 2021 just give me one more time I was like, okay okay we'll see so yeah things are doing things are you know going yeah. and the point i'm trying to make with this and yes it is it was huge for me and i do love it and all that sort of stuff um own that boy own that. and i and i've i've, I've put it out in social media a bunch of times because it's really cool and it's um it was a spin-off of the mallory and gunner series you know, and and uh, I had wanted to do something with Hellhounds for a long time, so that's another milestone for us and all that sort of stuff. However, it's it's trying to get to what 2020 did to so many of us, so mm-hmm. many of us, is that it took our lives and truncated them. Now, I don't want to belittle the people who lost family members or lost their own lives or are still dealing with ongoing symptoms of mm-hmm. coronavirus or lost their jobs, you know? I mean, I learned that lesson up front from my students. There are so many of them that are working or part or full-time because their family needs it. I mean, this is this is returning to depression era, you know? And, Let's and, get real. Let's get out real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I remember 
going through uh, uh, life in the 70s when New York City, living in New York City, New York City was broke. You know, there was no, uh, you know, I was living, uh, my new wardrobe would always be the clothes that my brother grew out of, you know, and uh, any money that I wanted for something as frivolous as comics and stuff, you know, I had to get up and go to get a, a, a deliver, deliver newspapers or put newspapers together on the weekend and all that stuff. And then my mom was like, you got that money. And then if you had enough money for comics, you buy your own sneakers, you know, what? because times were tight, you know? So uh, it, it doesn't replace what people are going through in 2020, but it helps me sympathize. And I think, I think the lessons of 2020, not the scars of 2020, because we know the scars of 2020. We know them economically. We know them uh, uh, medically. We know them emotionally. We know them politically. Yeah, yeah, we know all that. But the lessons, and I'm not trying to belittle those at all. Right. Right? That, that is why 2020 took six years uh, from your life. Point. Yeah, we right. still have another month in these last couple of days. It's, you know, <laughs> stuff is still, insane stuff is still happening. And, and 2020 took so many people away from us. And, and it just keeps going. But as we're starting to finally get it into the rearview mirror, pushing and shoving, because that thing does not want to go. Juan, it's cold. Yeah, right. We can start reflecting on some of the lessons to talk, you know? And I think one of the big lessons is that we, we took too much for granted. Mm. You know, even, even the idea of going out to a movie or going out with friends or going into the supermarket and feeling safe. All of that was, was taken from us and shaken. And March 30th of 2021, we're not going to be cured of this, you know? It's going to, I think it's going to take years until we, I mean, actually, let me, let me take that back. I don't think we're ever going to go back to the old world as it was. Mm-hmm. And I look at my uh, memories of my, my father. And uh, the goddess's uh, parents, who are still with us, thank God. Um, and I look at the ways they lived their life, having gone through the Great Depression and gone through World War II. That never left. They lived a certain way. You know, I think, I think we're, going, we're seeing that now. My former students who I still stay in touch with, they're starting families, they're setting them down, they're reevaluating um, what it means to have a good life, you know. Um, and at the same time, at the same time as our freedoms were taken by this virus, as our social life was taken by this virus, as we were forced to relook at things we had taken it completely for granted, at the same time, Social advancement has has stood up and said, no, we're not waiting for coronavirus. No, we're not waiting for a more convenient time. And it's, it's not over. There are more people of color in jobs that they want to have, but it's not, that doesn't mean we stop. Uh, there are more women in, uh, in jobs they want, not being harassed to the level they were before, but it's not over. The assholes are still plentiful. <laughs> and, right? and we have to be vigilant and we have to not think that it's all going to go away because we're changing presidents and we're changing the calendar. You know, we've already heard rumors that there are plans to do exactly what they did to Obama with this president. If so, we have to be vigilant. We have to define what life is going to be like in 2021 and beyond and what we will stand for and what we won't. And I think all of this horrendousness that was this year and the last 15 or 20 years, 
I don't see why it would stop unless we together insist on it. We can't go backwards. Okay. So let and me. Now it's time for 2021. Yeah. And that's the name <laughs> of that tune. That one's for you, McGregor. Uh, so let, let me let me just piggy off of that a little bit, piggyback off of that with um, my experience of 2020 was, you know, in, in many ways the same as yours. Uh, we we know of people who've experienced loss on so many levels, and um, I not only lost a few people to COVID and nearly lost a dear friend to it, but I lost a friend of 30 years, um, not because not because he had COVID, because he did not, but he had been battling sickle cell all of his life. He had been told he wouldn't make it to 20, and he did. Wouldn't make it to 30, and he did. Wouldn't make it to 40, and he did. He made it to his 60s. Mm-hmm. As an artist, and as a father, and as a husband, he was a remarkable human being. And this remarkable human being almost died alone, because he had a, a bout with sickle cell, wound up in the hospital, and because of COVID, his family could not go visit him. Right. And the wife would sit outside the hospital looking up at his window day after day. And the doctor would acknowledge and let him know she was there. And at the point when the doctors realized, dear God, we're not going to be able to save him, they brought her in, they put his daughter on the phone next to his ear. And they were there that way when this ended. And, you know, I still feel the loss of him. And so I know, especially when someone says to me, this is a sham, this is this, this is that. The part of me that would like to eviscerate them roars for a moment, and then here's him, or here's my mother, or here's some other people who I feel were the angels on the planet, and I breathe, and I recognize that there's a hole in you, and I'm not going to take the time to try and fill it. Um, what you've talked about is real. The losses people have felt is real. The turmoil and the toll it's taken on hospital workers, doctors, and people of this oak are, are, is real, and denying that doesn't change that. You can deny all you want. It doesn't change it. I think what I've gotten out of 2021, as I watch it... 2020. 2020, yes. I've gotten 2021 already because 2020 is gone. No. Uh, What I've gotten out of 2020 is, oddly enough, magic. Um, I have seen not only the people who have suffered the way we've talked about, I've seen their loved ones rally. I've seen their loved ones and friends come together in remarkable ways to celebrate the life that has passed, to support each other, you know, as we deal with that loss or that frustration of not being with our loved one when they needed us most. I have seen also the resilience of us as a world society. I've seen the scientists who legitimately have pursued a cure to save lives, and I don't focus on whether or not the corporations that own them are going to make money. I focus on the fact that there are people risking their lives to save lives, and, you know, God bless them. I have seen, most of all, good, decent, wonderful people, in particular young people, fight their way through the scariest time in their existence. Now, they're growing up as we all, especially those who made it past that point in our, our, our existence, we know what it was like trying to figure out how we fit in the world. You know, who are our friends? How do we fit in with our families? Are we ever going to become what we want to become? Blah, 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 blah. We know what that normality feels like. These young people were in the middle of trying to work through a lot of that when COVID hit, and the first words were, it's a pandemic, the world may die. All right. And then it's a pandemic, but it's, and the world may die, but we'll have, it, we'll have it licked in a couple of months. And seven months later, no. Yeah. And they're questioning whether or not there's even an existence for them. So why should I be learning this? Why should I be doing that? Why should I be trying? And yet they did. 
And I applaud and respect and honor every one of them that fought their own individual beast as well as this one and made it out the other end. I don't mean that it's all over now and everything's hunky-dory, we're in odds, but they've developed strength and muscles and they've, they've accomplished things that I hope someone is in their life telling them, yes, you did it. You did it. You're stronger now. You know, you keep going. Those things, those moments in 2020 have made me believe in the future even more. Yes, it will be hard. Yes, there will be ugliness. Yes, there will be things that we do not want to have to deal with, but we're going to have to. But we, we, those who I embrace and respect, we are not alone. And that is the power that I take from this time and I move forward on. I that, want to, that's 2020's gift. I want to add one example of that. Unsung hero. Okay. Uh, I think you got a, a, a three-minute story one time on a couple of news stations. Uh, he is the guy who teaches the cooking class at the high school I teach, uh, uh, Hackensack High School. Named Chef Carol. And um, I'm sorry, what was his last name? Carol. Carol. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, we were teaching remotely last year, and you know, part of that is reaching out to parents for you know kids who are you know, and we we're just learning how wide the impact was, you know, and he reached out to a parent because some some student wasn't doing the lessons, and the, uh, uh, they were talking about you know we were going to make this recipe, and and the parents said, I would be ashamed if you saw how little food was in my house. Mm. Now, people hear that kind of stuff and they might feel bad or wish them well or whatever. Chef converted his house. He converted his house, his front lawn, his family, and then more and more teachers uh, into a collection and distribution center that wound up feeding hundreds of students' families. For months, for months, until the jobs started coming back little by little, until they started working. And uh, are there still some people in devastated? Yes, and all that stuff. But here's a person who took it on without fanfare, quietly spread the word so that people, you know, on staff could come and volunteer and all that sort of stuff, and um, deliver it to people. And you really learned a lesson about community from, I mean, the people, the companies he bought food from for his class donated food for the, you know, and then other people would come and bring, send stuff and all that sort of stuff. And some people called, you know, friends who worked in corporate and got some checks, you know, and that kind of stuff. But that one woman's bravery and telling the truth and that one person's empathy said, okay, what can I do? Rip. That to me is, that's the thing I want to remember about 2020, that kind of thing. And those are the stories that we should be telling. Not to, not to end the episode yet. It's just, yeah. just that's, that's what, because yeah, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, sometimes we, folks, we talk about these things, these life moments, and I think, for us, it's clear where we're going with this or why we're talking about this or how we feel about this. But I think sometimes it's necessary for us to, to point out that it's from moments like this that storytellers gain their inspiration, gain the information about the stories they want to tell, the importance of value of being awake during the human condition so that you can tell these stories, so that these things are not forgotten so that the noise and the static and the BS doesn't become the only thing we ever hear. Yeah. And, you know, we have to, we have to, uh, uh, it, would, it would be wrong of us to move on before saying you have to, you have to recognize the battle lines that were drawn and uh, what, what groups like Black Lives Matter and people who agreed with Black Lives Matter and even in small communities 
stood up and raised their voice and spoke out, you know, in, in, a, in a place where they would rather the unconscionable things that have been happening mm. and been filmed. I mean, 2020 was also the year of, you know, nine minutes and 49 seconds of standing on a neck. That's another visual mm-hmm. of 2020. And again, that could have been an, oh my God, cry, break a heart moment, but it became a rallying cry. Not that that person, you know, there's no reason why anyone should go through that. And there's no reason why someone should be a police officer who thinks that's okay. You know, I come from a family of cops. I respect and love uh, the job, you know, but not everybody's fit for that job. That's great. That's great. the fire and energy and spirit that rose up, you know, uh, for Black Lives Matters and uh, continues, you know, you don't have to march every day to be that. You don't have to march every day to still believe in me too. You don't have to march every day to say, look, things are going to change. You know, we don't have to spend money on your products. We don't have to go to your company's movies if this is how you're going to behave. We don't have to order from your online services if this is how you're going to behave. We have other options. Mm -hmm. And every one of us can be economically supportive of a a more fair society. And we learned a lot of that. And subsequently, again, we tell we tell these stories. We we mention these stories. We read these stories. We see these stories in films because we are supposed to learn from them. We are supposed to remember them. Uh, I'll just I'll just quickly say because we we have one more topic to hit. <laughs> I'll just quickly say that um, in one of our episodes, uh, I talked about Avengers Endgame. And I, I mentioned the superhero genre because it's one of the ones where so many people go to watch the movie thinking it's only about spandex and superpowers. It has, there's no real story there. It's just, it's just eye candy. But the reality is that the human condition, the struggles, ego, uh, greed, you know, all of those, those type of revenge, all those things are elements in those costumes personified, reflected through those things. You know, a relationship of a son and his father going sour, that's Thor and Odin. You know, the, the, uh, an industrialist who's only thinking about himself and money and then eventually realizes the value of human life and what is really worth dying for, that's Tony Stark. You know, these things are there. And you talked about, you know, respect for the badge, you know, and your father and the people that you respected wore the uniform. Captain America wore the uniform. He wore the uniform, which is designed to be part of the American flag. What he represents is a part of the American dream that Chris and I respect. You know, and Chris Evans did a magnificent job reflecting that comic book character onto the screen and bringing life to him. Certain people have played that character before, and that kind of genuine dedication to the role was not present in their performance. And yet it was there this he was a human being who has special abilities wearing that costume, but he was a human being first. And the stories where he went up against yeah, he went up against the villain, but he also went up against, you know, standing there with Nick Fury, my favorite scene, Nick Fury's sending out all these these huge battleships with weapons to keep the peace and Cap pointing out that's not peace. That's not that's not that's not democracy. That's not that's it. Fear. Yeah, that's fear. People is not what I fought for. You know, that's the kind of story that was being told in that moment. That's yeah. not about the costume, and that's not about the spandex and the superpowers. Right. That is about a belief. Yeah. So and I think we have that opportunity yeah. to come out of an era of fear. Yeah. Go into a more hopeful future, but we're going to have to work at it. Yeah. And that's what 2020, 2021 is going to be. And, uh, and that leads into what my, are you looking for? Yeah, that leads into the last thing we wanted to talk about is what's ahead, fellow? What's ahead for you? What's ahead for me? So what's ahead for you, sir? What are your goals? What are your plans? What are your full guys? Well, um, this may be the year that I go from two 
careers to one, where I may, in fact, retire from teaching and uh, dedicate all those energies to telling stories and putting a message out there and all that sort of stuff. And if that happens, then it'll be a, a, a big change mm. uh, for the lifestyle. So we're still we're still looking at that. Um, but regardless, there's, you know, I both have been very blessed with story ideas and um, other creative options and very aware that the clock is ticking. You know, like you said, 2020 taught us don't waste the, the time you have in your, on this planet, right? So I think a lot of, there's going to be a lot more coming out from me, uh, both in um, stories and in attempts to be published and in social media, using it in positively, using it to celebrate. Um, responsibly. <laughs> responsibly, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's so much to celebrate. Mm. And I, I am convinced now more than ever, spending time on social media, uh, kicking at things, is not as productive as spending on the same time celebrating. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are authors and music, both new and old, that uh, deserve that. And, you know, films and people, mm -hmm. you know, everyday walk of life people, you know? So that's going to be where I'm going. Um, so stay tuned. As, as <laughs> 21 is going to have some new stuff coming out. And um, yeah, I mean, we're we're rolling towards 200 episodes, my brother. Yes, so that's going to happen in 2021. We are not that far away, and we have plans. We have plans. Um, I would say that for me, uh, 2021... Um, I have I have some things that I'm initiating, and one of them is a a master plan. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been more of uh, an improvisational kind of uh, person most of my life. Um, I like that. I like spontaneity, and I like sort of letting things happen and 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 me dealing with them and making up stuff as I go. It's like MacGyver of life, you know. Uh, but the, the the fun thing about that is when you're when you're 30 years younger. You have you have decades ahead of you to accomplish certain things, and you're sure that the adventures are just going to keep on rolling. But to quote Danny Glover, uh, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> you know, you know. So I I am not going to change in terms of no more improvisational. But I am I am really focusing on much like you did, sir, uh, a particular plan, a certain set of particular goals for 2021. There's some things I want to accomplish, and I've set my sights on pulling off at least a third of them in the coming year. And you know, they, I forget exactly how the quote goes, but uh, if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Fail. Yeah. You know? um, so I have set in motion some some schematics for mm -hmm. certain things that I would like to have happen. I have one that's a little bit more solid than the other two. Uh, the other two are developing. Uh, I have to plug in a few more bits of data. Uh, and then I hope to, A, move my career forward uh, a, a sizable distance. Um, and, and I will even speak on why. Uh, as one gets older and doesn't feel it and doesn't, yeah, right, and doesn't, doesn't feel decrepit and useless and pointless and of, of no value to the world, one starts to hear or see that in the eyes of some who hold the keys to purse strings within your career. And I don't like that. <laughs> you know? I, have, I have gained more knowledge and skills than I've ever had before. Uh, I've gained more experience on a global scale in the past four years alone. And subsequently, I feel even more capable of sharing and teaching and growing and telling more stories. And I want to be in a position to do that whether uh, certain industries agree or not. So I've taken, uh, I'm taking the helm, as it were, a little bit more aggressively. And, and all I have to do is just say, you know, engage. <laughs> we're going forward. 
2021. Some of it's going to be research to learn how to do some things better. But, you know, that's me and you, what we're doing. Uh, what do you hope for the world, the culture, the, you know? I, you know, what I hope for and what I believe will happen uh, are two different things. What I hope for is much more respect, ethics, and sanity, and, and uh, a lot more um, tolerance and intelligence in our leaders as well as in the people around us, not around me per se, but around us. I think, again, just because we deny something because we don't like it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, that it isn't a problem, it isn't a threat. I think that America has, um, has a pioneer spirit that we've, we've touted for, for generations. And I don't feel that anybody needs to be embarrassed by that, but I think you need to also embrace what that pioneer spirit did, the hurt that it caused the wrong that it, it caused, that it did, as well as whatever you might want to celebrate. Acknowledge all of it and, and make it right. You know, do the right thing now. You don't, you, your ancestors did one thing. This is your life. This is your time. So to put it in COVID terms, because it, it speaks to a lot more than that, the fact that you don't want to wear a mask, the fact that you don't want to believe that it's something that deadly doesn't mean you get to push that onto other people that you, you don't wander into a gathering of hundreds of other people unprotected because their lives are at stake, not just yours. You know, the American image that I grew up seeing on the screen, whether blacks were reflected in that or not, was a lot of fair game, fairness, looking out for the other guy, protecting the weak, you know, those things that were touted as the way it should be. Well, the fact that not everybody lives that way doesn't change it. So I want to see more of that. I want to see more of the unselfish behavior that I saw among our hospital workers and things like that, that I saw. I can even go back to, and I'll just do this very quickly, go back to uh, the Boston Marathon a couple of years back and that explosion, that, that terrorist attack. I'm not going to focus on the bad guys. I'm going to focus on the fact that as those, that bomb, that first bomb went off and everybody ran, which is normal. You run for safety. Others ran towards the injured. Right. And it wasn't just people in uniform who were trained to do that or it was their job to do that. Other human beings ran to help. Mm -hmm. That's also who we are. And I want to see more of that in 2021. I want to see a hell of a lot more than that. Because that's we have to celebrate who we are. Celebrate the, uh, the people who ran in the, uh, towards the the, uh, those who were injured in Boston, the Chef Kellys who ran toward right. the problem, you know, um, and, and it continues. There's, there are so many that are trying. You yeah. Know? Um, and there are some, uh, uh, if you respect it and you, you're honest, there's going to be some awkward conversations. I'm having a couple with some dear friends now in effort to move forward, you know. Yeah. Um, I believe you, you do move forward, but Moving forward doesn't mean, you know, when you're defend, when you're uh, uh, fighting the monster, you have to be careful not to become the monster. Right? Exactly. And if you just start turning around and uh, decimating the people you're trying to rise above, then didn't, isn't that what they were doing to you? You know, so, <laughs> right? So I'm not saying forgive and forget. No, I'm saying be the best. Research and celebrate the, uh, celebrate the people who are, uh, helping create a community that you want to be a part of. And right. if that means changing insurance companies, that's what you do. And if it means, you know, going and uh, uh, ordering your books from an independent bookstore instead of some huge conglomerate that doesn't care about you, well, you can do that too. You have so much power. And in 2021, I hope we don't forget that. I also hope that we do get back to being a community. You know, and I think it's going to be a long time before everyone's inoculated and everyone can finally drop the masks and that kind of stuff. And I hope we would all be dedicated to taking that journey together so that we and being can. Patient. Being patient so that we can get there together. Yes. Whatever price it is that we can, you know, to finally commune together, 
you know, whether it's at a concert or at a show or at a convention, you know, all those cultural things that we love and that we can't do, you know, even be able to go, uh, I, I still can't go into like big, uh, like supermarkets or this, or that without hearing Christopher Lloyd from Star Trek, the search for Spock, get out, get out. <laughs> it's just a little part of me that is like, okay, I'm not sure where the virus is, uh, you know, yeah. and I, I want us as a community, as a culture to get past that. That's what I hope for, for by the time we're talking at the end of 2021, it would be great if we were there or near there. I wish everybody peace and health. And uh, uh, I hope that they uh, fan the flames for what's best in them, because Thank that's you. that that is the key to that's us moving forward in 2020. Damn story too. Uh, yeah, ah, that's right. That's how we're going to tell the damn story. I, I hope this story is a little less damned in yeah. 2021. Yeah, <laughs> more telling and less damning. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so, folks, you know, again, just to reiterate, we we talk about so many things. We talk about the structure of storytelling and the benefits of it, and how well some have done and, and, and where we feel there are problems with and the best way to achieve and all those things in terms of the mechanics of it. But at the heart of storytelling is living and seeing the world and seeing life and experiencing it and then reflecting it. So get out there uh, any way you can safely, be safe, be healthy, enjoy the rest of the holidays, all that, and be with us next time so that we can and you can continue to tell the damn story. We'll see you in the future. <laughs> yeah. Take care, everybody. Peace, brother.